Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 10, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, they almost made a new recent high. They came up 10 cents short. That's semantics. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. Keep that in mind. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later. Also, later in the video, we're going to review the Fab 7. Let's see what's going on over with the Fab 7. You know, the Amazons, Googles, Meta, Tesla, NVIDIA, all that stuff. We're also going to poke around a little bit in the whole Bitcoin fiasco ETF situation. Might as well take a look at the Bitcoin chart, do a little sidecar analysis. That's a technical term. Another minor housekeeping item. We have a holiday on Monday. It is Martin Luther King Day. Markets will be closed. We have a four-day week next week. We have a three-day holiday weekend this week. What we do know is, not every time, but a large majority of time, the markets tend to float up into those three-day holiday weekends. However, but wait, there's more. There's absolutely more. Why? Because tomorrow on January 11th is what we call a mini tinfoil hat day situation. We talked about it today in the live room, today and yesterday. We could see a short-term turn beginning on Thursday tomorrow. It's not a guarantee. It's something to be aware of. We'll cover it with Inside the Numbers early in the morning, starting at 0 dark 30. What's more is we have Alphabet Soup beginning tomorrow. We have the phony CPI number release at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, kind of coinciding with the mini tinfoil hat event. It's a funny how that works, isn't it? Might want to get out your sticky notes, don't you? What's this? Well, there's a method to the madness. This is going to come up later. I just want to show you an email that rolled in this afternoon. Forget that you called it once again. We're looking at the thank you for pounding it into my head. And what I do every day in the live trading room is pound the table about holding a trailer. You'll see the trades we took. You'll see the numbers that existed this morning a little bit later. He says, front ran the pivot this morning and just sold a tad above 476.50. You'll see where the pivot was later. That's what we call a whopper of a trade from a day trading perspective. Great job, Bob V. Keep that in mind for when we get to inside the numbers. What are we going to do with the spiders? Well, they're knocking on the door of the recent highs. And what we also know is the all-time high is right above at 479.98. So there's little difference between the recent high, which they made an attempt at the all-time high, they pulled back a little bit, recocked the gun, and here they go. Is this the time that they bust through or they're going to pull back again, beginning with, yes, the CPI data release tomorrow morning, coinciding with the mini tinfoil hat event? That's possible. We don't know if it's probable. We'll see what happens early in the morning. It's an awareness. Remember I said earlier in the week, I said late last week, that we're coming into a short-term cycle situation 
That wasn't the whole thing, but this is part of the thing. Sticky note material. It all builds on each other over time. Everything I say, everything we talk about is compounding. It builds. What's more, earnings season gets underway in earnest this Friday. When it kicks off, generally speaking, it's just a few of the banks, a smattering more. But this Friday, it really gets underway in earnest. We've got United Health. We've got Bank of New York, Delta Airlines, Bank of America, JPM, Wells Fargo, and a smattering more. We have Citigroup, BlackRock, a few others, but those are really the names we know. So earnings season will begin to come fast and furious beginning Friday. Why is that important? Well, you're going to see a little bit later what can happen if you're right in one of the morning trades from Stocks on the Move. They'll come fast and furious during earnings season. If they pull back a little bit, certainly we'll blame it on the mini tinfoil hat CPI stuff in the morning. If they continue higher, they're just pushing in an uptrend. The trend is your friend and they could possibly, this is the other side of that. One of the schematics is they push them right up into the three-day holiday weekend, maybe make a new high, maybe knock on the door of the all-time high. We'll see over the next couple of days. What about inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today? Let's start there. Why don't you post it under the video in the comments section? The bull case today is Mrs. Market needs to keep price above 473.80, which will be known as today's bull pivot. We think better in pictures. Now hearken back to what I showed you before about Bob V front running the pivot. We'll talk more about that in a moment. You can see here, Low of day was 473.87, seven cents above the pivot. And what did they do? They grinded higher for the rest of the day before the afternoon pullback. So that was correct. As long as they stay above, that opens the door for what? 475.35. They played games with it early. And you can see here the high in this candle was 475.34. And they pulled back to almost the pivot. Did we have traders that shorted up there? Do we have traders that don't split hairs over pennies, willing to get in around the number? Yes, we do. Did they get a positive trade riding it down toward the pivot? Yes, they did. We have something for everybody. Did we have traders that front ran the pivot for a ride back up? Yes, we did. You saw one of them in the email. And by the way, what I did tell traders this morning is even though they came up short and they started coming back down, in the live room, what they heard me say was, this is not one of those days where they miss it, it's bearish, it's too weak to get there, and they just collapse. It's not one of those days. I've seen this before. I have a relationship with the S&P. I've watched this movie, read this book. They're going higher than 475.35 today. What happened? They did exactly that. We had the bear case on the board also. We didn't need it. Let's get to brass tacks. Where are they today? 850. Where's the trade? That's the point. We were willing buyers lower than ever got there. Above the bull pivot is 473.80. They're bullish mode for a push higher. First to 475, give or take. Then the unfinished business, 475.35. You already saw that. As long as they stay above 473.80, that makes that happen. They did that. That was the schematic. It did work out. We did have traders take the ride up. Nice trade. We have something for everybody. What's next after that? 476.50. And there's your 476.50. 
And that's where Bob was able to ride it up to today. He knew the numbers. That was a good exit. Even though they went higher, that was a good exit. These are the main highlights. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. There's your official nice trade base hit with potential. Traders who front ran plenty in the live room can hold a trader for the never know or trailer. Sorry. Pause the video. Read them. Double check the work. It's all in here for all traders that are members of Inside the Numbers each and every day. We work very hard at this. There's your 476.50. And if you were just patient, you wrote it up there. I pound the table. Doesn't cost you anything to hold the trailer. Every day I say that. Pre-earning season stock on the move list today. We had Gilead, Chewy, and Mara. Two didn't hit their numbers. They're off the board. There are no trades. Mara did. Let's take a look at that one. The entry was 24.26. Mara getting a buzz cut at the opening bell. 24.26 was the number. We had one lower, but it never got there. They reversed, went back up in the other direction, and gave you an absolute, unadulterated rocket ride. 24.26 to a high of 27.68. Using today's mathematics, that's 12.35%. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. We talked about it in the live room, said exactly that. You never know. Why can't they fill the gap today? The gap was here. We said that, and they just kept going. Just wait till earnings season gets fired up. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Up 11 cents today. Heck, come they're stuck in the mud. They're not participating. And we'll just use the same thing we've been using. We're going to use the low of 192.26 from Monday's candle. That's the bogey. Stay above that, and they can still build energy to push higher. Get below that. Close daily below that. It's going to open the door for a run all the way down here, 187, 188, in that ballpark. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Even though they had an update today, pretty much on par with the SPY, about little up over one half of 1%, but they're still making a bearish, flaggish type of situational pattern that will hold true until they can break the chain. They'll break the chain if they can get above the high of this candle from the 3rd of January. What about the Q people? They're not at a recent high just yet. They're a little bit trailing or trailish against the spiders. They did fill a gap over here today and just pulled back from it. No magic there. Nothing says they have to close above the gap on the first hit. They filled the gap and they pulled back. Garden variety market behavior. And by the way, as an aside, they filled the gap to the penny. No accidents, no coincidences. Market knows about all these numbers. XLF up six cents, flat-ish. The trend is up. There's no problem with the financials. They haven't shown any problems. So we just take it at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. They're in an uptrend. Smash Mouth, flat-ish today, up 16 cents. That's flat-ish. As long as they're above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. You look at the weekly chart, there's nothing wrong with the SMH or Smash Mouth, more affectionately known. From a weekly chart perspective, they're eating time off the clock after having run a test of the most recent breakup candle low down here. That was it. What about the Fab 7? Let's check out Amazon first. These are in no particular order. They're just in the way they're listed on my chart. Knocking on the door of the recent highs. So here's the situation. Trend is your friend. 
It's above trend on all time frames. If, and it's the if, if they can get above and clear these highs over here, the eight time off the clock, they came down for a few days. They're right back up knocking on the door. If they can clear those highs, the next major place that they would want to get to is where? Well, here it is. It's right around, and that number is 163.50. You can see it here on the weekly chart. 163.50 would be the next place. It is a target. It is magnetic if they get close, and it's overhead resistance. What about Apple? Apple doesn't seem to be playing too good in the sandbox with some of the recent rally. Lazy Swing Trader, by the way, was short Apple. We did take first profit. Funny how that works. Apple has to recapture 188 and 44 cents in order to break this chain. They have to get back above the 50-period moving average, get back above this breakdown candle high, get them into no man's land, work up towards the gap, and then they're back in bullish mode. If they can't do that, then Apple may be telling us a tale. Funny how the automagical algorithm system picked up Apple as a short, and this is the one that is struggling. Funny how that works. Conversely, we have MickeySoft above all the moving averages, knocking on the door again of the highs, eating time off the clock above all the moving averages on the weekly chart, monthly chart. You can see here they're just at new all-time highs. Let them push higher. Maybe they have to get to 400, give or take, come up short, spike it through. That's the next major psychological place. There's nothing to do unless you already are long Microsoft. You can continue to go for the ride. 378.85, what's that? Start getting below that, closing daily below that. That's likely a signal that there's going to be another pullback in Microsoft. Certainly a close below this breakup candle low, but this is a number that came out of the calculator. Google, anything wrong with Google? You see how Microsoft and Google and Amazon, they all look different from Apple. The automagical algo picked up Apple. How does that work? Google just grinding up, and you see if they can clear all these highs here, what do they have left? They have a pivot high over here, highs over here. This is the all-time high. So that's what they're targeting. We don't know that they will get there, but the trend is up and there's no reason to think otherwise until that changes. We know about NVIDIA. NVIDIA is the monster of all monsters. The trend is your friend. All-time highs, they're grinding. The next place is 550, then 575, then maybe 600. We don't know. You just don't want to get in front of this. You don't want to get run over by a freight train. If you're long NVIDIA, you continue to go for the ride. How about Meta? Same routine. See how it all looks different from Apple? Something's different with Apple. Meta's knocking on the door of these highs over here, all-time highs. Are they going to get through or are they going to get rejected? Well, they're a little bit far, getting a little bit far from home base. So what happens? Well, when they do get far from home base, a lot of times they'll either Eat time off the clock by going sideways for a while, pull back formation, let home base creep up to price, pull back some, go toward home base. All those things are likely before they make new highs being a little bit extended from home base. That's meta. By the way, do you like this analysis of the Fab 7? If you do, let me know in the comments section under the video. Tesla is more in the Apple camp. Tesla's not really participating. 
Tesla's at an important place. Look where they are. The last moving average on the daily chart, line of defense. There's an open gap down here. And if they don't bounce at the gap around 233 and change 234 down in that neighborhood, there'll be 215 in a flash. Apple and Tesla out of the Fab 7 are not participating in the rally. It's something material to those particular companies, those stocks. Money flow is not flowing in. Money flow is flowing out of Tesla, and it's having trouble flowing in in any magnitude in Apple. What about Bitcoin? Now, they had this ETF fiasco, the fake tweet, all that stuff. I don't really know all the details. All I know is something was released premature about the ETFs being approved. Then they were approved today. Now, here's the question I have. I don't have the answer. You help me with the answer. Now, I think there were about a dozen, maybe 10 or 12 of these companies that are approved to run Bitcoin ETFs. Now, an ETF is a fund that holds the security in the fund. Now, I'm sure some of them are ETFs and some of them are ETNs or exchange-traded notes, which use futures, options, options on futures. They use derivatives to track a price. They're not the same as an exchange-traded fund. Now, let's say at least one of them is a fund. There has to be more than one, but let's just say one of them is a fund. Three, four, five, whatever. Well, don't they have to buy a ton of Bitcoin in order for that fund to A, be created, come into fruition, okay? So they were approved today. So what happens? They have to buy Bitcoin in the fund. And the more people that want to buy the fund, the more Bitcoin they have to buy. So why is Bitcoin dropping why isn't Bitcoin already 50,000, 55,000? I can't really figure that one out. Is it a buy the rumor and sell the news? Is that the more likely event? 46,400 was the next place that I had given you. They're below that now. And that would be important, let's just say, by Friday's close, for example. Where do they close Friday? Above or below that? I think it's a really important spot. Just had one of those burning questions. If everybody has to buy Bitcoin to create their funds, at least some of them, and when I say everybody, I mean the fund sponsors, if you will, the Black Rocks, the Grayscales, whoever else is doing this stuff. So even as we speak, why is Bitcoin dropping? Doesn't make any sense other than buy the rumor, sell the news, all the other stuff is a bunch of bunk. Let me know what you think about why isn't Bitcoin rising? Because of the, and I'll call it, implied demand coming. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.